PragerU's answer to the homelessness crisis, make it illegal. All right, guys. So this week on Thinking Out Loud, I wanted to discuss this PragerU video that popped up on my Facebook timeline a few days ago. As you guys know, PragerU is a right-wing conservative online news media network they are literally like the definition of propaganda of right-wing propaganda they have like a very high production value presumably because they're financed from giant corporations and you know the donations of millionaires and shit they have a you know really good production value especially when it's compared to anything that's left-leaning right and so, you know, they'll have, like, all these nice graphs and, and videos, and they'll have sometimes, like, famous cameos or, or, like, celebrities that will talk about the issue. And, you know, just all, all together, it's, it's really powerful propaganda already for people that are, you know, leaning towards the right. It has an air of legitimacy about it. So this PragerU video that I'm going to play for you guys, we're going to, I'm sure you guys will find this kind of annoying. If you want to watch the video completely uninterrupted, I will place the link in the comment box. But for the sake of this video, we're going to kind of, you know, chop through it. I'm going to play it for a few seconds and, you know, talk about it a little bit, uh, put some perspective on it. So PragerU is known to cover all sorts of topics, like I said, from a right-wing point of view. This video from PragerU, though, is covering homelessness. And it is incredibly disturbing and, and, and disgusting and completely unempathetic, even by PragerU standards. I believe Thought Slime already did a video like I'm doing discussing this, but I wanted to give you guys my perspectives on it. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and run that for you guys here. What do we do about the homeless? This is one of the most vexing public policy problems we face. If you live in a big city, especially on the West Coast, you literally face it every day. And every day, it seems to get worse. So first thing here, just even a few seconds in, you know, you face it every day, especially if you live on the West Coast. And that's obviously just already planting a little seed, a little pot shot at fucking left-leaning people, at left-leaning politics. And obviously, as you and I know, the West Coast is, is liberal, is neoliberal, but they have some degree of, of like more left-leaning policy, more empathy towards the homeless. You know, in places like Portland and, and I, I believe Washington, they even have some socialist representative, socialist city council members. So even a few seconds in, they're taking a pot shot at the left, right? As if, and, and yeah, it is much worse on the West Coast, but the West Coast has a huge, huge population in comparison to some other areas of the country. But homelessness is a fucking crisis everywhere. In every single city, a major city across the United States, and even in some rural areas, even like in my town here in a small town Iowa, we're beginning to develop a homelessness problem. So right off the bat, it's already bullshit. Here, let's get back into this. Let's start with a couple facts. First, the word itself is misleading. Homelessness is not primarily a housing problem. It's a human problem. The primary drivers of homelessness are drug addiction and mental illness. According to data from UCLA's California Policy Lab, approximately three-quarters of people living in cars, tents, and on the streets suffer from serious mental illness, drug addiction, or both. Okay. So, it's not a, a, a homelessness problem. It's not a housing problem. It's a drug addiction and mental health problem. Completely ignoring 
the fact that rent has gone up over the last decade by what? Probably fucking 200%. Ignoring the fact that a, a utility apartment in some cities without even a bedroom, let alone a one bedroom, is $1,000 or more. That has, that's not the reason why people are living on the street. It's not because the housing's too expensive. That's it's because they're crackheads. It's because they're schizophrenic. That's their fault. They're on the street. You know, no zero. This whole video, mind you, has zero zero discussion about the price of rent and property values. None. It doesn't even touch on it. But no, it's it's uh, drug use, it's addiction, and it's mental health. And you know what? Yeah, Prager, you you know those are issues with homelessness. But two things here. Let's say somebody lost their housing, they didn't pay the rent, or their house was foreclosed on because of addiction or because of mental health issues. What I wonder what caused the addiction or the mental health issues. Could it be the capitalist system we're living in where they are forced to work between 40 and 80 hours a week just to get by? Could it be that they are so stressed out constantly that they end up turning to drugs or have a complete mental breakdown? Or that they have pre-existing mental health conditions in the system that we live in where they are worked into a pulp with no sense of community, with no sense of belonging, and nothing to fill the void but mindless consumption led those pre-existing conditions to a catastrophe state, to a crisis state, and now they're homeless? You know, no mention of that. You know, no nuance of the discussion. Just, you know, scapegoating it. They're crack addicts and they're schizos. That's why they're on the streets. their fault. So don't feel responsible for them. Don't feel like you need to help them. Second, despite these conditions, the homeless actually make rational decisions about where they want to live. Not surprisingly, they move to the most permissive environment they can find. Make your city attractive for the homeless and they'll beat a path to your doorway. The Venice Boulevard underpass on the border of Los Angeles and Culver City brings home this point. It's one of thousands of concrete structures in Los Angeles County, but there's a curious detail. The Los Angeles side is full of tents, and the Culver City side is empty. Why? Because the two cities have different public policies. Los Angeles has effectively decriminalized public camping and drug consumption, while Culver City enforces the law. This pattern, that the homeless go where the policy environment is the most permissive, can be seen up and down the West Coast. In San Francisco County, it's estimated that 30% of the homeless migrated there after becoming homeless somewhere else. In the city of Seattle, that number is 51%. The San Francisco Chronicle estimates that hundreds of homeless individuals move to the Bay Area each year because of the perception that it is a sanctuary for people who are unwilling to participate in programs designed to get them off and keep them off a life in the streets. At first glance, this would seem to make no sense. Why would an individual with no shelter or stable source of income move to one of the most expensive cities in the country? But in the world of the homeless, it makes perfect sense. That's because they operate under a different set of incentives than the average citizen. In a research survey of homeless migrants in Seattle, 15% said they came to access homeless services, 10% came for legal marijuana, and 16% were transients who were traveling or visiting when they decided to set up camp. All right, so a lot of things with here with this part. The homeless make conscious decisions or whatever about where they're going to live. Yeah, uh, because they're human beings, you know? They're human beings, right? 
And human beings are going to go where they can get by the easiest. You know, that's what human beings do. And they make this example about what the difference between, I think it was San Francisco or Los Angeles and, and Carson City or whatever. How there's this underpass. And, you know, one half of the underpass is Carson City. The other half of the underpass is Los Angeles or, or San Francisco or whatever. And they're like, oh, on the Carson City side, there's no homeless. None. On the Los Angeles or the San Francisco side, there's endless amounts of tents. And they talk about how that's because Carson City enforces the law or whatever. They don't allow uh, drug consumption or, or crimes. And they don't allow public camping. What a fucking shitty anecdote. Yeah. The, under, under the same underpass. If, on, if you were homeless... Got Prager, you guy. If you if you have nowhere to go, and you, but you got to go to this underpass. What side of the underpass are you going to be on? Right, the side where they're going to destroy your tent and destroy all your belongings and possibly lock you up in jail and slap a bunch of fines on you. Or are you going to move a hundred feet to the side where you're going to be left the fuck alone? What is any human being going to do? Right, if I'm you know, let's say outside, right, an apartment building, right, and I got two stoops, I got two stoops, two little porches, and if I sit on the one porch, there's an old lady or some old guy that's going to chew me out and treat me like a piece of shit for sitting down to have a cigarette, he's just going to berate me and fuck with me, or the stoop next to it, there's a couple other dudes smoking a cigarette, talking about their lives and their jobs. Which fucking stoop am I going to sit on? Which stoop are you going to sit on? It's fucking ridiculous. It's asinine. It's embarrassing. They use this as a fucking anecdote. And furthermore, they act like that's solving the homelessness crisis. Like I just said, it didn't solve shit. It just displaced them. It just moved them. And that's a bigger issue here. Is the policy that cities do where they bus fucking homeless people to another city. Or they destroy their tent encampments and then they move somewhere else. You're not solving anything, dude. The way you solve homelessness is to build houses. I don't care if they're fucking little houses or you take up the vacant houses. You want to solve homelessness. People, human beings lack, lacking a home. That's what homelessness is. Human beings without a home so they live on the street. Yeah? Right? You don't solve it by fucking with them and moving them around. And fucking moving them around. You know? You put the homeless people into homes. That's how you solve homelessness. It should be fucking common sense. And another thing with this segment here. This last part. X amount of percent, I can't remember. Traveling or visiting when they decided to set up camp. <sighs> they were traveling or visiting and then they just decided to set up camp. Yeah, I mean... I was just in Las Vegas last week, and I really liked it there. I was like, oh, fuck, I could, you know, if it wasn't for being a capitalist hellscape where I'm sure I would lose everything I own to fucking a gambling addiction that I would develop, right? But I could live here. It's a nice climate. Uh, people are pretty cool and cool stories from people all over the world. I like it here. Yeah. I Let me tell you how I'm going to be traveling or visiting somewhere, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to buy a tent and hang out. I'm sure that's what happened. I'm sure that's what happened. 
Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to the channel Invisible People because I've been watching uh, that a lot recently. This guy, he goes all over the world, primarily all over the United States, and interviews homeless people. And you get a very intimate and and human uh, conversation with another human being about homelessness, what it's like, how you got here. And one of the things that comes up very often with the people that he interviews is the fact that they came out to to uh, visit or they came out to stay with either family or friends or uh, potential co-workers and those people fell through on them or something happened where their finances fell through and then they got stuck. They couldn't buy a plane ticket back. They have no family back home to help them. So then they get stuck. Decided to set up camp. Decided to set up camp. Decided to be homeless. I'm sure that's exactly what fucking happened. But this dramatically understates the biggest draw of all. The de facto legalization of street camping, drug consumption, and property crime. As former Seattle Public Safety Advisor Scott Lindsay has shown, the city is now home to a large population of homeless, prolific offenders. People who commit property crimes to feed their addictions, but are rarely held accountable for those crimes by the criminal justice system. So, is ever-increasing homelessness our inevitable future? If our goal is to make life as attractive as possible for the homeless, the answer is yes. If our goal is to actually help the homeless, the answer is no. Okay, so again, to reiterate, human beings are going to go where they can go. They're not going to go to the place where they're going to get the shit beat out of them and their fucking shit destroyed by the police. They're going to go somewhere where they can have some degree of asylum and some degree of peace living on, on, on the street. That's just human nature. That's any animal anywhere is going to go where he's going to be left the fuck alone. Okay? But then they talk about the prolific offenders, uh, people that are committing crimes, doing all this shit to, to feed their addiction. Yeah, in cities that have multi-million populations, in cities that have millions of people living in them with a limited amount of police, with a limited amount of jail beds, there's no way. And you got you got tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people living on the street in these major cities. It's not like it's fucking legal. The crime is in drug use isn't legal. It's because the population size and the population size of people living on the street is so fucking astronomical that you can't bust everybody, man. You can't stop every car getting broken into. You can't stop every burglary or, or, or stick-up robbery or, or, or mugging or guy shooting heroin in the park. You can't stop it all. There's not enough officers. There's not enough places to put them in the jail. It's, it's literally impossible. It's impossible. They have, you know, and we talk about police all the time on this, but they have a job to do. You know what I'm saying? They got revenue to generate. They got to they got to do tickets. They got to keep the order. They got to respond to rapes or whatever the fuck it is police are supposed to be doing. It's an argument for another time, right? They don't got time to bust every fucking homeless guy shooting heroin on the street or breaking into a car. It's impossible, man. There's 10, what, 10 million fucking human, 10 million human beings live in LA. How many of them are homeless? You can't, what are you supposed to fucking do about it? It's God. Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner is a Democrat, but his approach to homelessness is a world apart from his counterparts in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Seattle. It is simply not acceptable for people to live on the streets. It is not good for them, and it is not good for the city, Turner has said. 
Houston's policy is a perfect example of what Turner calls a tough love approach. The city has built housing for the chronically homeless, formed a coalition of nonprofit partners, and lobbied the state government for more mental health and addiction services. At the same time, Turner has enforced a strict ban on public camping and promoted a citywide campaign to discourage citizens from giving money to panhandlers. The results are as instructive as they are stunning. Over the past eight years, Houston has reduced its homeless population by 54%, while it has skyrocketed in West Coast cities. Different policies, different results. Where a Seattle politician opposes hosing down feces-covered sidewalks because hoses are racist, Houston fights in the courts for the right to clean up encampments. Where California progressives push for more drug injection sites and have decriminalized thefts under $950, Houston imposes consequences not only for theft, but for aggressive panhandling, window washing, and other street obstructions. As this Texas city has demonstrated, local leaders in cities of any size can meaningfully reduce homelessness through a strategy that mixes compassion with common sense enforcement. Okay, it's so with this, the, the whole Houston having a, a drop in homelessness... And they're talking about the reasons why they're having a drop in homelessness. They say, you know, first off, it's from being hard on the homeless. You know, no public camping, no public drug use. They criminalize everything. So there's a few things here. I did some research on this. So the first thing here is breaking up homeless camps, cracking down on homeless, and banning panhandling is incredibly fucked up. It's inhumane. Let's say maybe it works. Maybe in this world, smashing homeless encampments and forbidding them from begging for money solves homelessness. It Somehow that magically makes homeless people no longer homeless. Okay? Let's just say that somehow works. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. You got human beings living on the street. Imagine how already fucking Im impossible and difficult... And miserable it is to live on the street. And then you're going to destroy their only place they have to live. You're going to destroy all their belongings. You're going to treat them like a fucking stray dog. And then you're going to prevent them from possibly one of the only ways they can get money to eat. Okay? So in a world that it works and somehow actually solves the problem, it's not a good answer still. Because it's fucking inhumane. Okay? It's brutality. It's inhumane. So there's that, okay? But the thing is, those things don't work because as we said earlier in this video, homelessness is human beings not having a home, a house. You solve homelessness by, ready? Putting them in a house. It's complicated, I know, but that's, that's how you solve it. That's how you make homeless people no longer homeless. Right. But the reason why Houston actually had a drop in homelessness had nothing to do with, like we said, being hard on the homeless. That may make it a little more pretty and less blatant that there's still homeless people living there. Fine. Fine. But what they actually did here is I was reading this article from Patch. It says, in 2020, $65 million plan announced to permanently house 5,000 Houston homeless in 2020 and this was in light of the covid pandemic they knew that having that number of homeless people on the street was increasing the potency of covid and and the rate at which it would spread 
So, but even prior to this 2020 $65 million plan, the thing that Houston did differently is they started subsidizing housing. It even says in the PragerU video, they started subsidizing mental health. And, you know, one of the ways that our society has tried to deal with homelessness is, you know, having a bunch of different groups of, of NGOs, of, of charities, of churches, you know, kind of just, you know, throw things at the wall and hope things would stick. You know, one church might feed the homeless. Uh, one NGO might come and give them, you know, bring portable showers. One group might try to find them, um, you know, transient homes. Or one group might, you know, donate RVs for a certain number of homeless. And that's great that all these groups are doing things, but it's uncoordinated. So, like, one neighborhood that has a bunch of homeless they might get fed fucking, you know, you might have five different groups coming in there, feeding them McDonald's or, or giving them bottled water. Uh, and then in the neighborhood over, you've got, you know, all these people trying to help actually get them in housing or get them showers for the week. And so it's just a discombobulated mess and it, and it only does so much. It, it's not coordinated. Reading this article, it turns out one of the main things that Houston did was they they coordinated all these groups. They had an online service, an online forum. They had public meetings regularly between all these different groups. And they would be like, okay, well, we're doing this here, we're doing this here. And they, they gridded out the entire city and they worked together in a cohesive way, backed by the city government, coupled with finance and coupled with subsidizing, coupled with plans like this one to, you know, build actual housing. That's how they solved homelessness, not by destroying encampments, not by stopping people from begging. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it at all. All right, let's see what else these fucks have to say. If cities stop allowing public encampments and open drug consumption and start prosecuting property crimes, they will have much more success redirecting the homeless away from a life of self-destruction and toward a life of hope through mental health treatment, drug rehab, and job training. That's what we all want, isn't it? So why don't we do it? I'm Christopher Rufo, Senior Fellow at the Manhattan Institute for Prager University. This video was made possible by a generous donation from the Thomas W. Smith Foundation. Yeah, man. Mental health services, job training, getting people off the street. That's fucking great. Okay? It's, it's great. But... It, if people are addicted to drugs and using drugs, they're going to... Use, dude, they use, okay, so you say that the reason why people are on the street is because they use drugs and they lost their house, they fucked their life up. In what world do you think being hard on drugs while they're on the street is going to get them to stop using drugs and get off the streets and live a better life? They, they use drugs to the point where they lost their house. How does this make any difference at all? So yeah, that's it. And fuck you, Christopher Rufo, you rich, smug fuck. And speaking of rich, smug fucks, I did a little research on this uh, Thomas W. Smith Foundation. Um, and it's the same guy that's financing a bunch of money to Fox News and other media outlets to stoke this hysteria around critical race theory. Look at this asshole. This is a guy bankrolling, you know, videos like this to increase the difficulties for homeless people instead of actually solving the homelessness problem. No surprise.
no surprise but alas it is what it is so yeah guys that's the size of that prager you video i just i want to make a video on it and i know this one went a little long but it was worth you know picking apart piece by piece getting into the gizzards of it because it's it's sick and what's even sicker is the millions of americans that listen to this shit non-ironically and believe it so and you know that's what we do on this channel is try to dispel some of this fucking propaganda and these sick perspectives and try to in, uh, encourage some degree of critical thinking you know something sorely lacking in this country but yeah guys that's all i have for you uh you know thanks for sitting with me and watching this video i appreciate as always you liking watching subscribing sharing your friends and all that um until next time guys it was you know cool hanging out with you nice having a conversation with you you know drop a comment let me know what you think about this let me know how you think we uh you know lastingly solve homelessness in the united states but yeah until next time guys i'll speak with you again soon bye